Welcome to Just a Pay's podcast, episode 24. Shit happened edition. Uh, we are coming at you a little early to talk about the uh, 2016 United States election um, because we need to. Yep. I'm Whitney. I'm mom to two girls, um, ages two and a half and ten months. And I'm Drew, uh, father to three daughters, five, seven, and ten. And we didn't want to wait till next week to talk with you all about the results of uh, the U.S. election because, like we imagine a lot of you, um, we are feeling a lot of feelings. We've got feelings. Yeah, and we are feeling them as Americans, as human beings, and as parents. Um, obviously if you voted for Trump, this episode and our disappointment, um, probably isn't going to resonate with you, but maybe you can listen and hear us out, um, or at least better understand. That would be nice, but you probably already turned it off. All right, Drew, let's just check in. Um, we're, we're two days out. It's Thursday that we're recording this and we're hopefully going to release this later today, but how are you feeling this morning? A little bit, a little bit better. Uh... Yeah, like uh, the the emotions were really raw on on Wednesday morning, and uh, I mostly was feeling anger, uh, a little bit of fear for, uh, especially for a, a lot of our friends and neighbors. Um, but I was I was really mad because it was it was my people and it was our people that that made this happen and just ignored so much stuff that you know. That my family and my culture that brought me up told me is important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, not as important as I thought it was. Right. So, uh, yep. Uh, mad was the predominant feeling today, two days out. Like I woke up this morning, took my shower and it was like, today's another day. And, uh, I was ready to like go to work. Right. Like yesterday, I made myself go to work, but I wanted to stay in bed. Right. Uh, and then today it was go to work, get it done, and uh, listened to NPR while I was taking the shower. And they just talked about, uh, and th- now we're on to like second level stuff. Like first level is like immigrants and people of color and queer people are terrified. And I feel like that should be first level stuff and we have to keep talking about that. But then today it was... Um, you know, the Trump Corporation does business all across the globe and owns all kinds of stuff, and it's not in a trust, right? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't think about that. Why did I turn on the radio? Oh, my um, God. And, you know, everyone was upset about foreign governments with the Clinton Foundation. And here we are, like Trump uh, International, whatever the company is called, does business with all of the foreign governments and is run by his children. And it's private, and it's... Yep. They're going to fight. We don't have to look at the books. Yep. So, yeah. So I'm, I've got a, I've got feelings. Mm -hmm. You've got feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I would say yesterday was, um, I just had a lot of grief. So it was like a lot of kind of still disbelief and, and shock. Um, because I really, really, like many people did not think that was going to happen. It was not at all what I was preparing for in my head. I was just totally stunned. So a lot of disbelief and um, mixed in with just like incredible waves of sadness. Um, you know, I, 
I just, I just had expected to spend the day explaining to Viv, you know, what the president was and trying to get her to understand that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and celebrate that and just celebrate the fact that she was just going to grow up seeing a f- woman president as normal, the normal, like that's what, you know, after the, after the kind of frustration with the Bernie loss, I, you know, I was a Bernie supporter. Um, I just really focused. That's what I allowed myself to focus on and kind of put all my emotion yeah. on about the election um, and about having, you know, Hillary's our nominee and I was excited about it. Um, and it's just, it's just so friggin' brutal that not only did she not get that, and I was hoping for it, but that the guy who beat her is brags about sexual assault, yeah. has been accused by multiple women, of, you know, of sexually assaulting them. Yeah. Of like that's the world now that, my, and then I, tons of other really fucked up things about him. Yeah. That is that's the world now that I got to prepare my kids for instead of this, like, it's just so far from what I was expecting that it's like I said, it was shocking. And I just, I had multiple moments during the day where I was like, what, you know, I found myself kind of retracing like my own personal steps. Uh huh. Yeah. My own personal steps from the night before and thinking like, well, what if, if this happened, maybe it'll change it. And I'm like, no, it's not like, and it, so it felt like grief in that way where like, you know, something happens to someone bad, you know. Yeah, the the stages of grief, right? Like, I had denial, I had anger, I had bargaining, I had fear. Um, I don't have acceptance yet. I'm not sure I want to have acceptance. Um, I, I guess ex- it's not acceptance like being okay that it happened. It's acceptance of this is what happened, so this is the reality that we have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, How are you? I mean, your girls are older. Yeah, um, I took my kids to vote. Mm-hmm. I, I I listened to someone on the radio that bought his girls pantsuits. I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> my my girls are older, and I woke up before them on Wednesday, and um, and went to bed mostly knowing that Trump had won, but there was a little bit of ambiguity. There was no acceptance speech when I went to sleep. There was no uh, concession, it, anything. Same here. Like yeah. I woke up at five in the morning, grabbed my phone, and was like, please, God, like a miracle may have happened. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't. Um, newsflash, right? Yeah. <laughs> in case you're getting your news from our podcast, God <laughs> help you. Um, uh, so then I, I, I woke up, and I was just dreading my girls asking me what happened, um, in part because I knew that they would be disappointed, in a large part because I knew they would be disappointed. You know, they, my girls aren't politically savvy. Like, they're... <laughs> they're, they're yeah, they're kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're like, the girl, I'm, I want the girl to win. <laughs> and I was right. Like, you want the woman to win. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I want the girl to win. It's like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, the girl. It's like, great. We're voting for the girl. Um, and and, and the, that was the youngest. I mean, it, it was my middle child who uh, goes to a, a very diverse school with a bunch of refugees and immigrants and Muslims. And I mean, she said, if, if Donald Trump wins, you know, some of my friends will have to go back to other countries. And you know, it seems like uh, 
white people and brown people won't be able to be friends and won't be able to be together. And um, my, my biggest regret of, maybe not biggest, but my main regret that's on my mind right now is throughout all of that leading up to the election, I just told her, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, he's yeah. not going to win. Yeah. I, I feel like I said that on this podcast probably. I, I wasn't trying to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know. I thought I was telling the truth. I, I looked at the polls. I, I counted on um, the demographics of this country. I mean, still looking back, half, over half the population is women, and then you add educated people and brown people, and uh, there's no way that Trump should have won. And then you add on top of that that Hillary regardless of what you think of her, like she's experienced politically. She had a ground game. She had money. And I'm still, as an amateur political analyst, flabbergasted Mm -hmm. that that Trump turned his people out and that there were that many people to turn out. Um, So, yeah, I, I woke up in the morning and got the news before my daughters woke up and they asked me and... I, I told them uh, that he won, and they were angry and sad and said, so uh, are my friends going to be okay? <laughs> right? And what did you say then? I said, we're going to do everything we can to make sure they are. Uh, we're going to fight for them. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of said, like, I know you're angry and you're sad, because uh, she was. I could see it on her face. Uh, but some of your friends are more scared. Um, so you need to be a good friend to them and mm-hmm. you need to take care of them and stick up for them. And that was her feeling in the like immediacy of the moment. Yeah. And then like, uh, and I don't know what they did at her school. I guess she didn't talk about, th- about that, but I came home, uh, I came home, they came home and it was like, well, how was school today? And it was, it was good. You know, like for my kids in school, Wednesday wasn't all that different than Monday, I guess. Um, yeah, but who knows once once the policies start dropping, what'll happen? I I wonder if like the educators were just in denial. I I, I talked to some educators last night, and uh, they did say that kids were crying and scared in class. Um, yeah, I have a friend that works um, in a rural community. She was mess- texting me last night about how her day went. She had some very scared students, particularly some like LGBT students who were really scared. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of students who were really um, amped up, which only kind of elevated, like in a good way. They were excited about the win, and it just created a really, in, like, really tough environment so, in, in their high school. So the kids in that school, were they afraid of... Um, macro things like what's going to happen in the country or were the were the amped up kids she said they were afraid am i going to be able to be with the person i love yeah that was what she said that's what they were afraid of yeah i i have a, a friend who uh lives in a almost entirely white suburb and she's a white person herself but uh she adopted a kid from sierra leone and um, he got jumped on the school bus uh, before he even got to school. On Wednesday? Season. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. 
it's a mess. And and this I mean, is just going, oh, New York, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I know. That's I have no idea what it's like to be to in be different Alabama. Right. I mean, to go back to what you said about like one of your regrets is telling your girls like that that's not going to happen. Like I just I am. This was something that I I just sort of felt like I had to just do on the fly yesterday. Was make these like constantly making decisions throughout the day about how much I wanted to let my two and a half year old in on what was happening. Yeah. And then and then just sort of accepting that some of it was like inevitable, right? Like I was in the morning, I was crying. And she like was all over. Why are you it. sad? Why are you sad? Oh, you're sad. What happened? What happened? You know, she. I had a, I actually had a babysitter over here for a little bit yesterday, and she told the babysitter that like, mommy was sad. You know, <laughs> and my babysitter said, why? Uh, why? And Viv said, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, I know, girl, but you Sometimes know, I you're feel just sad. there's yeah. part of me that feels like bad that I let her show that, but I, I just feel so conflicted because I, I. I but she has so much of her life to feel the heaviness of the world. All of our kids do. And um, and I know that's a really privileged space to be in, that they're in as white kids. Um, as, as, you know, white kids who's, you know, I'll just say, like, it's affluent white kids. <laughs> they have, mm-hmm. that's a privilege. Um, but it still doesn't mean I don't want to try to protect them from the heaviness of the world at times. Like, I do. And, yeah. Um, but I... But, but this is, I don't know, I'm, I'm struggling with in terms of like how much I, I let, her in, let her in on this, but also recognizing that it's, that's inevitable now. Like there's just my desire to protect them for. So you've got a that, desire but, to protect them. And it's I was going to say, but my, my desire to protect them is not ever going to win over my desire to push back on this and to be part of the resistance to. Um, you know, hatred and racism, bigotry. So they're going to grow up in that. And I, I don't know, I, I don't really have any like conclusions, just this, like I'm starting to wrap my head around the fact that this presidency, Trump presidency is going to shape my kids in ways I was not planning and haven't fully learned. This is going to, sh- and your, and your kids too. Like, yeah, coming, all of our they're, kids. They're coming of age, you know, in this. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I go back to, you know, I mean, we've done Maybe a couple <laughs> adoption and foster care shows, right? And like uh, once upon a time, we protected adopted kids from the idea that they were adopted, right? Right. And uh, well, actually, we, we haven't talked about that. We should. We need to. Oh, yeah. Well, most adoptive parents now know not to do that mm-hmm. because they figure it out eventually. Right. And, you know, I still remember. This is just a weird illustration, right? But for some reason, learning math sticks in my mind. And like when you first learn subtraction, right? You're just learning subtraction and the big number goes on top. Well, what happens if you put the little number on top? You can't put the little number on top. Put the big number on top because that's how subtraction works, right? And then you learn how to subtract and you do your math. And then like you get to fourth grade or wherever you learn about negative numbers and they're like, this is what happens when the big number's on top. And I'm like, you told me that doesn't happen. I know, right? And it's like, <laughs> I felt betrayed by math and math yeah, teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like whatever it is, whether it's the 
the origin of, you know, your family or the reality of the world, like it, it is a privilege to, uh, try to protect your kids from the things that you don't want to talk about, but I, I don't, I don't think we're doing them any favors, um, right. because there will be that feeling like, oh, the big number can go on top. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't know. We're not parenting experts. We should say that as part of our standard intro. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but we never like rep- try to represent ourselves as such. But but I'm I'm learning to grow more and more comfortable saying to my children, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. We'll see. Um, and my kids crave certainty. I think that's probably why I mm-hmm. just told them what I was pretty sure of. Um, but to say we, we don't know what's going to happen, but we what we do know is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to fight. We're going to organize. We're going to stick up for your friends. We're going to stick up for ourselves. You know, it's... Um, I, I guess I kind of learned that the hard way, but better late than never. And like you said, it is a it is a privileged thing. Like, uh, like we got to uh, have the opportunity to pretend that the world was safe for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. But but there's there's other kids that, you know, had to learn to look out for themselves and knew that the world wasn't safe from the very beginning. There's a really good. um, Well, there's been a lot of little clips going around that people have shared over the past couple days and there's a really good one that I want to actually play a little excerpt of and this is a good moment to play that and I think a lot of people are shocked a lot of people are sad a lot of people are disheartened and scared I understand that so first off let me say this is 100% valid okay absolutely valid so there is nothing wrong with what you're feeling right now and don't let anybody talk you out of that i think we're all going to need a little bit of time to feel really shitty about this there are some things when you're ready to hear that i would like to say now before i forget i want you guys to, to know number one today has not made the world worse and i know this sounds awful the world is not worse now Our country is not worse now than it was yesterday. Okay? Our country will not be worse tomorrow than it was today. This country is how it's been. And what we're seeing is a result of what this country is. And I know that that may sound pessimistic, but that's not how I mean it. This is true, okay? What you're feeling... The reason why shit's been so hard, right? The reason why we've had to struggle so hard is because we live in a country that would elect Donald Trump for president. The world is hard because we live in a white supremacist, sexist society. Okay? So know that. Now, know that it has a name now. But know that today there was not some magic spell 
that took over the country and turned it into this strange, weird, terrifying country it wasn't before. It has a name, and that name can be scary at first, but know that that feeling you've been having as to why shit is as hard as it is, why shit is as unjust as it is, is because this is the country we have always lived in. Now, that, that, I know for some people this isn't making you feel a lot better, but, but know this, that if you were walking around ill with no diagnosis for years, it can feel better to not hear that you have a very serious problem. But you're not going to ever get better if you can't put a name for it, if you can't figure out what it is. So now we know, right? There is no disputing that our problem is, is that we live in a white supremacist, sexist society. The problem is, is that 60-something percent white voters in America would rather burn this entire country down than share it with people of color, share it with Muslims, share it with the poor. So now we know. This isn't new. This isn't magic. This is why things are the way they are. This is why I do the work that I do. And so what that means is now when we look at these things, we have a diagnosis. We have something to work from. Something that we can all get together on. And I hope now that we start thinking tomorrow about this systemically. We start looking at this, that this is not a fluke. This is not just one person who likes this person, one person who doesn't like this person. This isn't us not understanding the motives of other people. This is the system that we live in, and this is what the system looks like when the system is frightened, when the system is pushed. Okay, so that was Ijoma Olu on a Facebook Live that she did on, on her Facebook uh page yeah and i think well, i was just gonna say we'll share the link to that in the show notes yeah and if we said her name wrong i made whitney try um <laughs> we we did the best we can and anyway i i think she had it right on and and she told the truth and um we just have to face up to things that the way they are and that's where um i have some real well sorry to interrupt you no, the, I I feel like that's the challenge right now. Is I, I'm I'm mad at Trump, you know, but um, Trump didn't trick us. Like he was who he was, and uh, the hard thing is that I'm I'm mad that so many folks would choose him, and um, and those include people that I love. So I'm I'm mad at people that I love, mm-hmm. um, and I understand some of the reasons that they chose him. Um, I understand not liking Hillary Clinton. I I lived through a primary, <laughs> but um, yeah, what she said in that clip is true. Like, and it has been true that our country was founded. Uh, even before its foundation, white supremacy was here, mm-hmm. and uh, misogyny was here, uh, and um, we've never dealt with it. We've never gotten rid of it. I do feel 
I am also dealing with some like with some shame and, and guilt for not realizing it was that bad. Like I knew it was really bad. Yeah. I knew it was really bad out there. I did not think it was this yeah. bad. I didn't think he would. Yeah, I had a, I had an interaction with a friend of mine who's a, a nice guy, a, a good guy. He works with international students, and his post-election post was, hey, uh, I know that you guys are scared right now. Just know that this isn't the majority of Americans. Like, most Americans love you and like you, right, and want you to be here. And I want that to be true. Um, but we also had a national referendum, mm -hmm. and most Americans said that whatever reason that they voted for Donald Trump is more important than uh, standing up for those people that he was trying to comfort. Uh, and, and you know what? We owe it to him to be honest, right? Right. I mean, there's a little piece of my brain that wants to be like, actually, technically, Hillary did win the president or the popular vote. So yeah, she yes. won the popular vote, but like by a hundred, by a hundred thousand margin, and 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 I'm not saying that that isn't something because it fucking enrages me, but yeah, yeah so I don't think we need people. to do an electoral no. college. No, no. Show. And and, and but you're, I, no, you're right. But I it's just not mean technically like, a majority that but, are behind this. Right, especially but when you factor out well the people be. that didn't vote. But right. you know what? So there, it's not half the people in the country because there's a lot of people that don't vote, even in elections like this. But there is a sizable number of people that cared more about mm -hmm. um, something else mm -hmm. besides the um, threat to remove you from the country. Right, and there's. Plenty of people that that was directly the appeal, and it it wasn't the appeal for everybody, but it was something that everybody looked past. Right. You know, I I'm about to go on a rant, so I'm gonna swallow my thoughts. So we do want to hear from all of you. Yeah, because we're uh, not the experts. We said that. Yeah, we're not the experts. We want to hear how you're feeling. Um, what conversations you're having with your kids. We have a voicemail set up, a voicemail box set up. Um, and, you know, we invite you to share your frustration, your grief, um, your tips. Had in, have you had any good conversations with your, with yeah. your kids? Um, anything that has been helpful um, that you can share with all of us? Um, you know, hit us up, leave a message. The number, and, and we'll put this in the show notes too, but the number is 716-393-9448. So that's 716-393-9448. Um, leave a message with your name. Um, directions are on the voicemail. You know how to leave a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> People have figured that out. We're not out. that stunned, I don't think. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Yeah. If people want to stay anonymous on their voicemail, can they? Yes. Yes, I did say that. Oh, oh the, I... the instructions are there. I, I jumped into the problematic stuff. So we're two days out from this thing. How have you seen your community start to respond to this? Or is there anything, you know, like... You know, I say this is a, like kind of a leading question to say something that I did that you participated in last night, but yeah, and you did a great thing. We just like decided to 
I just decided to open our house after work last night for people to just get together and talk and cry and just kind of be in each other's company um, as I I was feeling really isolated. So that was nice. And I think I would really encourage people to to do that, to make time to be together with their friends and family and neighbors. Yeah. And I, I, I'll, I'll celebrate Whitney because she's too humble to do it herself. But it was a fantastic gathering, and it was it was really good to just be around people and to eat some comfort food and have right. a glass of wine. Uh, I I think that and it was almost all parents actually. We had people. It was yeah, this place kids was running around thick with children, um, and I I think that's the important like first thing. Um, Whitney, uh, being the rock star that she is, was was ready with her uh, newsprint to organize us and get into action. Uh, and I think that's a super important thing, right? Like, the, these comfort gatherings can become, like, self-congratulatory and just make us feel better. Um, so we're going to do that, and people are doing that. I, f- I feel like you do need to, like, take care of each other first, right? So... We take care of one another, and everybody's kind of in that phase, but uh, people are getting to work, too. Um, And a lot of people that, uh, I mean, you go to some things, and it's all the same activists that are at all the same stuff. Um, And, you know, I run the the Facebook group for Surge Buffalo, and folks have been adding themselves left and right to uh, that group, and folks that... Uh, don't organize rallies, have organized a rally and are calling on people to show up for that stuff. Um, so it, it's it's going to become, like the season is going to be connecting to the folks that you want to be in solidarity with, taking care of, of a wider community and uh, getting out there. And, you know, uh, the, the other wise thing that you did last night was look at Trump's plan for the first 100 days, right? Um, I mean, he's, he's told us what, what he's going to do um, so we can focus our efforts uh, in terms of our response. So maybe put that link in the show notes, right? Yeah, I will. Yeah, it was, I don't know if I even could have looked at it earlier in the day, but by the end of the day, it was helpful to start to look at that and say, like, all right, well, what are we... Yeah. Like we have ideas from the election all over the map, but like what what are we up against right now? What are we what can we start planning against? Um, yeah, I had a friend yesterday too that I just she lives out of town, but she was saying that her goal for the day was to just kind of meet everybody with love and just really try to yeah um, have that be kind of what she was you know, I guess meditating on, <laughs> she moved through the world yesterday. Yeah. And for parents, um, like that should always be our thing for our children. Right. Mm-hmm. But especially like the first thing that we're going to talk about is we're going to, we're going to love you and we're going to fight for you. Um, and you're important to us. Yeah. So maybe we end with that thought. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I'm going to end us with uh, another clip, um, from Van Jones. Good. On CNN, and I think that, you know, it's not a, it's not a, well, I was going to say it's not a hopeful note to end on, but I don't think this is our hopeful show at all. It's never going to be. So we'll end with that. Um, we'll link to that uh, and other things we talked about today in the show notes. Bye. Take care.
totally wrong. Well, there's still a lot of people out there in the country tonight who still have that yes, belief yes. about Donald Trump, Van. Well, look, first of all, you know, congratulations. Both of you guys were... We're not uh, there yet. Uh, well, well <laughs> you're further than anybody said you would be. And I, I have enough uh, uh, class, and I was raised well enough to say, uh, when you outdo... Yes, sir, thank you. When you outdo expectations, you know, good for you. But there's another side to this. People have talked about a miracle. Uh, I'm hearing about a nightmare. Uh, it's hard to be a parent tonight for a lot of us. Uh, you tell your kids, don't be a bully. You tell your kids, don't be a bigot. You tell your kids, do your homework and be prepared. And then you have this outcome and you have people putting children to bed tonight and they, they're afraid of breakfast. They're afraid of how do I explain this to my children? I have Muslim friends who are texting me tonight saying, should I leave the country? I have uh, families of immigrants that are terrified tonight. This was many things. I, 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 this was a rebellion against the elites. True, it was a complete reinvention of, of, of politics and polls, it's true. But it was also something else. We've talked about race. I mean, we've talked about everything but race tonight. We've talked about income. We've talked about class. We've talked about region. We haven't talked about race. This was a white lash. This was a white lash against a changing country. It was a white lash against a black president in part. And that's the part where the pain comes. And Donald Trump has a responsibility tonight to come out and reassure people that he is going to be the president of all the people who he insulted and offended and, and, and brushed aside. Yeah, when you say you, know, you want to take your country back, you got a lot of people who feel that we're not represented well either. But we don't want to feel that someone has been elected by throwing away some of us to appeal more deeply to others. So there, this is a, a deeply painful moment tonight. I know it's not just about race. There's more going on than that. But race is here, too. we got to talk about it. Well, and uh, whoever wins tonight, I mean, there is such polarization in this country. E e whoever wins is...